Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Evan Cohen taking shots at Stone. The comeback. Some are impossible. Others occasionally happen. How do you juggle this? Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Hey, Stone, you know what the the Grizzlies did to the Warriors last night? I definitely do. Whoop that trick. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What a blowout. I said I definitely do. I wasn't ready for that, though. What a blowout. Ken LeVick alive. (laughs) Thursday. I can't imagine many Warriors fans or many basketball fans, period, were hanging around to the end of that one. There wasn't a whole lot of drama there. Thursday edition, Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the once was comfortable, now about to get hot and disgusting again, intercoastal. Thursday means from the TV side of things, she is elite, she is the show mother, and we appreciate her being here as our matriarch. It is Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX. Fox 29. Did I see Vanilla Ice on the news in a freezer last night? You did. What in the hell was that? You did. Well, we did a story about the lunch ladies that had gone viral on TikTok. Oh, in Wellington? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so he came out to to support them. So, of course, that means I had to do the first verse of Ice Ice Baby. I didn't do it on air because, of course, copyright. Yeah, sure. But, sure, sure. (laughs) But I did it during the break. On this show, though, we don't care about those things. Nobody's paying (laughs) attention anyway. So feel free if you wanted to jump into it at some point. I don't care. I knew that. Uh, okay, okay. Listen, do you think Stone, Stone, were you alive when that movie came out? Because I'm not going to name the movie. Let me see if Stone knows it. Can you give me a year that the movie came out? Uh, 2000. Well, I know you were alive, but 2004 I or think five. So. That sounds right. It was yeah. like four or five. I was a five-year-old. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't think you were watching movies where Terrence Howard was saying, whoop that tree. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Those are my Pokemon days or Transformers. Definitely not movies. Yeah. And not whoop that trick movie. Anyway, Definitely not. Three Six Mafia. Yeah. Uh, Oscar <laughs> Award winners. They did. They won one before Martin Scorsese did. They- <laughs> okay. Just believe that. Uh, oh, my God. So, so, so and last, we're off. And we're, and we're rolling. And we're off. Uh, unlike the pilot who was the passenger who became the pilot and landed at PBI, right? uh, we have actually just already put this show into the ground. He did a good job of landing it at the airport. Every time I come in on Southern uh, from the turnpike, mm-hmm. uh, and every time I pass the airport now, I think of that dude who, who landed the plane, had no idea what he was doing, and just landed the plane no problem. Yeah. No problem. Me, I can't even get my toaster. To work in the morning, okay? <laughs> that dude's flying a Cessna and, 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 and making his way to the airport. By the way, if you missed any of our, um, our, our, our interview with the registered pilot on that situation yesterday, Ken Levick, a live podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, now we're really off. The, the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant were up 55 points on the Golden State Warriors last night. The Warriors with Steph Curry. With Clay Thompson, with Draymond Green, full strength, despite the fact Steve Kerr wasn't there. He doesn't play last time I checked. They were down 55 points last night. They lost 
by 35 points last night. I woke up to a text, Keeley, from Stone. I had fallen asleep right after the Panthers game, so I didn't see this in its entirety. Mm -hmm. I woke up to a text. I thought something was wrong. (laughs) All caps, what the hell am I watching? I thought something tragic had happened overnight. It did. Well, I guess in the San (laughs) Francisco, Oakland Bay area, it did. But then I look at the ESPN app after I saw that because I'm assuming, all right, maybe Stone is, is he's always in sports mode, so something had to have happened last night. <laughs> Not in my wildest dream could have given me 150 guesses what Stone was talking yeah. about. What I have thrown out there that the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant were a 55 on the Golden State Warriors in a, in a closeout playoff game. Yeah. You just go home. Yes. At that point. They, I mean, they essentially did. They, they, say, they you did. Know, I, I, listen. I, I, so, so the Grizzlies, they play whoop that trick. That's part of their thing in, <laughs> yeah. in, in during the game. Right. And so they bring out their, whatever you call it, their, their squad, their fun squad. Every team has them now. Uh-huh. And Steph Curry and Draymond Green are standing on the court. And it's like a 40-point game at this point. Those dudes aren't playing anymore. Right. And credit to Draymond Green. He's like, hey. I don't want to be a sore loser. If they're going to dance in my face, I might as well just dance with them. Like, I can't sit here and sulk. So he's, like, dancing around. Steph Curry not taking it nearly as well with these people in his face singing uh, whoop that trick and dancing around. He's not taking it as well as Draymond Green was taking it. But, I mean, honestly, if you're the Warriors at that point, what do you say? You can be pissed off. Yeah. Or you can just say, you know what? We suck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're the trick. We got whooped. And let's just get on the plane. Okay, like that's that's that's. Go get some barbecue. Yeah, let's go We're get some barbecue this. and get on the PJ because that's what it was. The video of Draymond dancing to the song. The score at the time is eighty to one twenty six. Say it the right way, or else I'm gonna one twenty. Well, Draymond was dancing, so I went on serve. <laughs> oh, okay. One twenty six to eighty. <laughs> Thank you. This ain't tennis. Yeah. Let's do. Like, I, I think no, it, no, no. But what, it's it's a forty point, forty six yeah, point 40, game. Yeah. Uh, what I, do you do? You can either cry, right. Or you can dance because yeah because uh, honestly I and I know that there are probably some most sports fans who are like you're getting your ass kicked how dare you have fun you should look sad and mad and all those things honestly if I'm a Warriors fan I'm saying good you know yeah. what it's behind them and right. they're moving on yeah because nowadays you're on meme defense like when you're down fifty <laughs> like and, 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 yeah, and that's a great point and you're sitting on the bench with a towel over your head uh-huh. that's just meme material like you don't want to see yourself on yeah. the internet later so yeah. you know what? I'm gonna get up and dance with them and that game well, was over midway through the second quarter that's right. the thing too so you can't sit there and mope right especially coming off of a halftime for an entire half like fine you you got whooped on. And not just that. I don't know what, well, it probably was some old curmudgeons get off my lawn type sports fans. Oh, but, most of them. But at, but at that point, you really just have to say, listen, let I, I'm moving on. Yeah. We're moving on to game yeah. six. Like th- You got to build Belichick this. We're, we're on the game six. <laughs> I mean, yes. four out of every five days on this show, I mean, Stone and I are god awful. And what do we do? <laughs> After we're done, we just say, hey, you know what? On to tomorrow. Maybe that explains, though, why every four out of five days we're terrible. Um, because then we're like, hey, it's like, yeah. maybe if we were, were judgmental of ourselves or critical of ourselves, it would change. But you know what? We're keeping an even keel. That's all that matters, right? Are you comparing us to the Golden State Warriors? Because if so, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was like, I don't know if Stone is, is with you on the... We're terrible. Maybe Stone's probably like, I mean, maybe you. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe you suck. I'm doing fine, and, and that's a valid point. Uh, but I just wonder. I mean, Stone's 23, and he's sitting here with us, and we're both kind of, we're both over 35 for sure. Yeah, that's true. But he should feel privileged to be in our presence. Oh, uh, and I am. 
I, I mean, this woman's on TV. I, mean, I know it. Maybe yeah. we did something wrong, Ken. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> how did we get in this situation? Uh, but uh, my mind is so weird because I always am thinking like a fan. I was like, if I was a Warriors fan, I would have been out by halftime. Like maybe checking in on the ESPN app to see if anything shocking was happening. But I'm going to Ozark. That's still lingering for me. Final season of Ozark. I'm going to my binge show. I'm not hanging around past halftime. What was the halftime score? It was in the 30s already, right? Yeah. It was 77. going to Beale Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go get some barbecue and uh-huh. listen to some blues. I yeah. think it was 77-51, okay. I believe. Yeah, so it's a twenty. It's almost a 30-point game at that point. Maybe I give the third quarter, like, the first three minutes, and there was no change after halftime. So if I'm a Warriors fan, I'm back in San Francisco. I'm back in Oakland. Uh, I'm flipping that off, and it's on to Ozark. That's what I was thinking. And, and this is why when Keely, you and I had the discussion about, and this is an extreme example of the mm-hmm. Heat fans leaving early uh, in that finals game against the Spurs. I, my sports sensibilities, I could not mentally handle watching another team celebrate a championship on my at my team's arena on my team's home floor or home field uh, obviously you're sticking around if there's a buzzer beater but the 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 spurs it looked like that was a done deal up multiple possessions yeah, yeah. i would have been hightailing it out of there because my mental state would not be able to handle it uh in a blowout i know you've paid for tickets right. i know that it's an expensive thing but I don't want to sit through the third stringers on the floor in a 50-point game. So there are two approaches to this. When do you pull the plug as a fan when your team is getting blown out? What do you do when you're at home watching it? When do you check out? And when do you make the decision that your night is over when you're actually at the game, because there's two different ways to approach right. this here. And I suppose, and it certainly depends on the sport because the sports are different, but like I w- probably would have given two or three minutes to the second half last night, Warriors, Grizzlies, and then it was on to Ozark. Time to flip on Netflix, Netflix and chill, even though my wife was already asleep by that point. So it would have been uh, an isolated chill. Sleep. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, not an isolated chill. <laughs> isolated. I, oh, oh. Uh, no, I meant. Uh, what, what time is I it? I meant me and me and, uh, and, and, uh, and Marty uh, at o- in Ozark. So, um, <laughs> so th- that would have been it for me. But at the game, mm-hmm. I'm also not sitting through that. But I probably give it till the fourth quarter because, again, maybe I can go grab a beer, maximize in my mental state, the money that I paid to be there. But I'm not staying till the final horn. Believe that. I think it depends on where you are. So, Because I'm trying to think of... Because uh, I've been to probably most NBA arenas, I feel like. Okay. And and the question that is... That was a flex right there. I was, loved it. Yeah, that was a great flex. I did think about like Oklahoma City, though. Like That's where my mind went. Like Yeah, I haven't, been, I haven't been in that one. But I've been, I've been to quite, quite a few of them. Oh, oh, and if not the actual arena, the city, likely for sure. And so the question becomes, what's around it? Mm-hmm. So if you're in Milwaukee, now generally these days they have something around yeah. the arena. Yeah. But like if you're if you're in Memphis, yeah, you leave at halftime like that because because Beale Street's right. It, everything there. just spills it's, right on Beale Street. Right, right. It's right there. There's blues. There's barbecue. Yeah, you leave early for that. Then then for the old people, you can have like a night. On yeah. Beale Street, and yeah. then you can go home. Like, as, a, as someone who, who grew up in Chicago, the United Center, there ain't nothing 
around it where you can just go chill, that's have like a in beer. The burbs, kinda, right? uh, it's it's uh, it's on the west side of Chicago, so it really it's it's housing projects, and they've tried to like they've tried to do the whole gentrification thing there, mm-hmm. and so they put up some condos, but nothing has stuck. There's no businesses. Right. There's no. It's a huge parking lot. And then it is, at least when I was growing up, low-income housing that they've tried mm-hmm. to, again, gentrify that, that whole neighborhood. So it's there's not nothing like there. It's not like where there's stuff Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it's not even close. Yeah. It's pretty much a polar. The, the Bulls and the White Sox are very similar from that standpoint okay. where you walk out and there's just nothing around it. Um, but you're right. It depends. Or it also depends on the fans that are around. Like, I'm sure Memphis fans, like, that's sort of a fun atmosphere. They're going to give you crap, but I'd imagine that you probably could get a sad beer out of it. If you play your cards right, if you're not a, a jerk, sad beer. if you're not a jerk, <laughs> absolutely in in a losing effort, you know, you just sort of own it, and then you get adopted into the club for sure. That's what I was texting. Every- <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I, I was texting people like mid fourth quarter, and I was like, I would die to be in Memphis right now. You're exactly right. Like I would have loved to turn up with those fans, win or lose. Now there's the other side of this, which also occurred last night because while it was a 55 point lead. For for Memphis over Golden State, the Panthers, in what you could classify as a must-win game, were down three nothing five minutes into the second period. In 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 hockey, that's not a good situation. Right, making up three goals, it's unlikely you're coming right. back from that. They were listless, and then in a matter of ten minutes. Time ten game minutes. The Panthers went from down three nothing to up four three. In fact, let's um let's relive the greatness of the Florida Panthers from Valley Sports Florida. Take it away, Goldie. Marked off with a wrister, just goes wide for Hagee scores. Team, but Reinhardt gets it in front. It's loose for Hagee. He's stopped at the net. And it is I'm saying is that it would be easy to throw up a white flag on the Panthers down three nothing, except you hang in there, and it almost took no time at all. The Panthers had the lead; they go on to win. They're up three games to two. So now you go from one basketball game where you're like, oh, "I'm I'm cashed out. This sucks. I'm going to bed, or I'm watching Ozark, or whatever." The Panthers. I don't know when I can turn them off now when they're on the wrong end of a blowout. And I'm very confused by this because they defy the receiving end of a blowout norms the way that they play. Yeah, that's their fourth comeback win down by three or more goals like this season. Yeah. Like they do this. Nobody does that in hockey except them. They're a flying furry death machine. 
So that means don't turn them off. Yeah, Never. exactly. So that's what's hard is that if you're like, man, I really need to check in on Marty Bird, but you can't. You can't. You really like that show. I, huh? It's really, really good. Really good. Uh, but but I, I, I don't know when to turn them off now. But then you don't want to see them go down 5 nothing, 6 nothing, 7 nothing. You don't want that heartbreak, but they generally come back in that spot. So I'm just curious because everybody's different. And based on social media responses already, everybody's different. At what point do you leave or turn off a game when your team is on the wrong end of a blowout? At what point do you leave or turn off a game when your team is being blown out? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. At what point do you leave or turn off a game when your team is being blown out? Because last night, just to use the Warriors-Grizzlies as an example, if I was a Golden State fan, two minutes into the third, the lead has grown to almost 40. Now I'm really out. But I think by rule, if it's the fourth quarter, and my team is down 20, I, a minute into the fourth, two minutes into the fourth, I'm outie in that spot. Because in the NBA, things fluctuate. Right. A 15-point lead erasing that is not completely unheard of. In fact, it's fairly common. Yeah. Bo- Boston was up 14 in the fourth. Yeah, exactly. Night. But my cutoff is probably like 10 minutes left, you're down 20. I feel pretty comfortable that's a done deal in the NBA. In hockey, I thought 3 nothing was safe enough. Maybe it's 4 nothing if the Panthers got down that where I, I flipped that thing off. Generally, if I see a 6 or 7 nothing in baseball after 3, that's it. It's the later White Sox. I'll, yeah. see you, I'll see you tomorrow. I think in basketball, I think you have to, if it's 20, I still think you give it to maybe 8 minutes left. Depending on what that first okay, four minutes, fair. depending on what that first four minutes is like, if they still come out flat and listless, then you can then you can cut bait. You know what? That's a good call because generally around eight minutes too, especially if it's on national television, television is that first mandated media timeout, mm-hmm. and so that's that's good. That's a good place because you really know by that time right. if and, and the, the last eight minutes of an NBA game, even if it is uh, scrubs in the game, is taken forever. So you've got good Ozark time. <laughs> uh, to, to cash in on before you would be going to bed anyways. I mean, also in the fourth quarter, when it starts, just check who the coach threw out on the floor. Like, if there are two or three missing starters, then you can go ahead and flip it right they, there. They're right. throwing up the flag. Right, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. right. Now, the NFL is tough. The Dolphins, and I don't know why, and maybe it's because of the way football season plays out, but the Dolphins, or any NFL team, they play once a week. Mm-hmm. And... On this show especially, and I think most radio shows in this country where you have a local team, you can create an entire one day of content based off of, no matter what the result is, all four quarters. Mm-hmm. And so in the NFL, I find it difficult to pull myself away from the Dolphins getting rocked. And God knows they've been rocked an awful lot. Thank you, Josh Allen. Appreciate the constant beating that you deliver us. Um, but there are things you can take even late in a game. Like, how come this guy didn't play earlier? How come this guy didn't get so many reps? Where did the game change? Where could it have changed here? How could they have gotten back into the game? I have a tougher time pulling myself away from the Dolphins being blown out because, again, I have already separated that time from the rest of my schedule, mm-hmm. three and a half hours on a Sunday. Right. That's what I, I don't I don't need Marty Bird in that spot because I'm good with what I have carved out from that perspective. Mm-hmm. So the NFL is probably a little bit different from that standpoint. No it doubt. sucks to watch. 
but there's also it's a content gold mine, at least in my spot. But I think the thing about the NFL and football in general is that it's an event. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, it is once a week. You tailgate before, you do some stuff after. Yeah. So you do carve out that if it's just game time, three and a half hours. If it's the day and the event, you've carved out that six hours. Like, that's what we're doing. Now, I would, I would argue if you're going to the NFL game, like, I'll watch all four quarters in a blowout if the Dolphins are getting blown out from my home. But if I have gone to the game, that means I have tailgated. That means I have put the work in. I've put the effort in, right? <laughs> I, I don't feel so bad leaving a couple of minutes into the fourth from an NFL game a, because I'm probably a little bit drunk, out of sun, <laughs> pretty tired by that right. point. And also, I don't want to be sitting in that parking lot forever, right? Like it, because that, that becomes something I'm trying to avoid as well. I think there's a strategy to it. Like, you and I have covered enough games. And the, I will say the beauty of being a member of the media is that you don't encounter traffic. Because no, you got to stay like, after the yeah, game. Yeah, you're, everyone's you, gone by yeah. the time you get out of there. Right, right. So that's the beauty of that. But whenever whenever you see a mass exodus, all the people that are trying to beat traffic, it's like you do know you're going to get stuck in that traffic. Yeah, right? like yeah. that. All those people, that's traffic. Well, so you have to play it just right. You either have to leave at the very beginning of that last quarter, like the first two or three minutes in, or you're going to have to just hang around. Yeah. Yeah, you've end. got no choice. And, and now, Stone, answer this for me, because if um, when do beer sale, beer sales end at Hard Rock Stadium for the the Dolphins or alcohol sales? You work there. I think right at the start of the fourth. Okay, quarter. okay. So say the Dolphins are down twenty five. Yeah. With like three minutes left to go in the third, and people are starting to trickle out already. Then I will absolutely, if I'm kind of looking around, I'll I'll say, you know what. I'm gonna go grab one more drink, a little roadie. Uh, not even because I'm gonna go back to my seat. And I'll sit there, okay. and I'll soak in sun, and let people filter out. So that way, I'm only competing with like half the stadium by the time the game ends, exactly. as opposed to trying to go with the the initial rush. I mean, that's veteran stuff right there. Yeah, it definitely yeah. is. So yeah, it's like the start of the fourth quarter, but like for the club levels, they don't stop. It's an hour. You get an hour after the game to hang out and try to sober up, or you know, keep going if you're not. Driving. I'm too old for that stuff. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, the uh, the at what point do you leave or turn off? a game when your team is being blown out? Because I think there are different strategies for this. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. Because, again, the Warriors, if you're a fan, you could easily step away last night and say, I'm done. Later, I've got other things to do. The Panthers, though, if you turn that off, you miss the entire game. I, this would so be so interesting. I'm going to have to text my husband and see because I don't think he ever turns it off. There are some who don't. There Respect. are some who are this loyalty. Not, he, and he yells yeah. un- from the beginning yeah. to the end. He's the, I'm sure Friday Night Lights is the same damn way. I, no doubt. It turns into like a spectacle of stats for me. Like when the bench players are in, I'm like, can this guy get his you know career high? And yeah. I'm just into the other side, the, the, the statistics and all I, that kind of I stuff. I wonder, though, Keely, how much of that is gambling? <laughs> on our end, not. On with our end, Stone, not. I don't know. But with him, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, so. I'm judging by your reaction, I think I'm on to something. Right. But it may not even be my bets, right? It might be a bet that somebody has. Like Tyus Jones last night. 
for him to get a double-double was like 12-1. to 1. So when he didn't get taken out in the fourth quarter, I was locked in. Now, I obviously didn't get near that bet. Why would I? That's super degenerate stuff. But I know people that did. And this guy's, uh. a, this guy's a young guy in the league. And I was like, if this kid can <laughs> snag his first double-double without Ja, and they're 21-6 and six without Ja, like he's doing a lot for his career. I wanted to see his post-game interview. He killed it. So I'm into, I'm into it. I am into it. He is so full of crap. <laughs> he is so – nobody in America – was justifying what you just tried to justify. <laughs> just tried, admit that it's though. just admit it's betting, okay? He tried. We're it. not judging you, but at least be forthright. Keely and I both looked at each other and rolled our eyes. That was such crap. Okay, well, well because he he got all elitist with yeah. the gambling. He's like, that's degenerate. That's I'm de- not gonna yeah. do that. That's, that's just degenerate, degenerate stuff. I'm not like that, but I really genuinely care about this guy's career. <laughs> I, th- okay. I, th- I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, it is. And also, the over was sitting at 218 and a half. And I was like, can Memphis do it themselves? Like, I don't know if Golden State is going to get past that 90-point mark. Like, can they score an extra 40? And they did. So, it was interesting. Interesting. We are different people. Damon's in Del Rey. Damon's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Damon? Oh, I didn't bring Damon up. Keely, how y'all doing today? I'm Hi, great, Damon. Damon. How are you, buddy? All right. All right. Well, I'm... I'm when I was a teenager, so I'm, I, I got y'all by plenty of years, but I went to the game, Ken, that's the worst example ever not to leave early, okay. UM versus Boston College. You know what I'm talking about? Was that about, the Flutie probably. game? Oh, my God. It, we left. I, I live in Hollywood, so uh-huh. we left, like, at the start of the third, the middle of the third quarter, UM's up by, like, five touchdowns. I come home, turn on ESPN. You hear, oh, and the greatest comeback. You're like, <laughs> uh-huh. what? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the game he won the Heisman. So, oh, you know, man. that's the worst example of all time to not leave early. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. Now, I don't blame you trying to get out of the OB early. Uh, <laughs> someone who spent plenty of times at uh, at Marlins slash Lone Depot Park and Little Havana. I don't blame you. I, 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 don't, I don't blame you. It's tough to park in those driveways and uh, think you're getting out uh, in a reasonable amount of time. But, yeah, that's a bad miss on, uh, on Damon's part. Uh, we are going to talk about injuries when we come back. Dr. James Ross, our man at, uh, at, at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. And, and Keely, yesterday, mm. uh, Stone and I, we were, we were labeled homers like it was intended to be disrespectful, whereas I embrace being a homer Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to the heat but what i said yesterday was wait you think stone and i are homers have you ever met evan cohen have you ever heard evan cohen so evan is going to sprinkle some homerism on the proceedings (laughs) as well so we'll have dr james ross baptist health orthopedic care evan cohen as we get into heat sixers Let's close this baby out tonight. How about it, Stone? Let's do it. Let's close this baby out tonight. She's Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Live on ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. 55 points. The Golden State Warriors were down 55 points. It was raining three balls. Okay. Like they just, every time they went down the court, that's what I texted you as well. Yeah. They were just they jacking were them up. They it, man. Nothing but net. I, I'm used to seeing the Warriors do that. Right. That was super weird. 
super weird. And you're trying to make a point about Vegas. What were you what were you saying during the break? I said there's gonna have to be a conversation. Like like odds get shifted. Title odds will be shifted after that blowout because the Warriors showed a lot of weakness. Like if Memphis is able to take this to seven, or I mean just let alone throw up 55 and then beat them by almost 40 points. Like, like those odds are going to change by a couple hundred bucks. Inevitably. They have to. Because other teams in the West would not have lost by 40. Like the Suns, it would I mean I the Warriors would be a team that you wouldn't think, but I don't think any other teams in the West no. Warriors would get. So those odds have to change. That's what I think. The the, the fact, Keely, that uh, the Warriors go out there, they were down by 55, lose by 35. The Celtics were up 14. How does that even happen? I know. You get down I know. by 55. You might as well like just not even show game. up. Right. It, exactly. It's like a high, it's So, so uh, growing up, my high school, we were in the same conference in suburban Chicago as Proviso East. So, D. Brown, Shannon Brown, mm. outstanding basketball talents who went on to great college careers. And in Shannon Brown's case, won a championship with the mm-hmm. Lakers. They would come in and play our school, and we were all uh, white kids. And and uh, Mexican kids, and so they would come in and just throttle us, throttle us, and that's what last night felt like. Except it was in the NBA. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I don't understand how it happens, but it also makes you feel better. The whole sky is falling thing with the Heat and Bead coming back. They lose the two in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Oh, are the Heat frauds? Look at everybody else. The Warriors. With the Grizzlies not featuring John Morant, we're down 55. The Celtics blew a 14-point fourth-quarter lead in Milwaukee, and they were God's gift to basketball because they swept the Nets, and then they won one game in Milwaukee. Everybody has their flaws. Uh-huh. Nobody's in a worse position. Uh, like, And certainly the Heat are not in the worst position. That's for damn sure. I think, though, when the, the interesting things about blowouts is I don't know – what they really tell you, and maybe Stone, you can you can attest to this. What do what do blowouts really tell you when you watch film? Because mm-hmm. there is a point where you just stop. Oh yeah, I, honestly, I don't even know why why Steve Kerr slash Mike Brown, whoever ends up doing the film with them, why you even watch it. Yeah, that, you know what I'm saying. No, he's he's on he's on par with that. Sometimes you don't watch it. That's the message that your coach gives you, like. This we're gonna crumble. He might take the paper, read a few stats in a team meeting early in the morning, and then crumble it up and throw it away. Yeah. Because there's, there's maybe a few plays you can bring up, like you call it highs and lows. Like you'll bring up the great plays, you'll bring up the bad plays, just to kind of prove a point to the guys. But you don't watch that film. There's no yeah. reason to watch that film. Right. I just know with FAU, it, when I travel with FAU, I mean, I am in every team meeting. I'm in film study, all that stuff. It's great. It's that, awesome access. That was a flex. That too. was a flex. I mean, that's normal stuff for Ken. Come I'm just on. flexing right now. Uh, <laughs> but but. Uh, you know, after a bad loss, and that it, this has been significantly less so with Dusty May in charge, uh, four straight winning seasons, he's done an outstanding job. Mm-hmm. But there are going to be games throughout the course of a season where you just get your your ass handed to you. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, maybe two minutes of, all right, here's where I liked it, here's where we were miserable, yeah. and then that's it. There's more film study. Things are more dug into in a close game, whether it's a win or or a loss because mm-hmm. there's just more on tape to actually analyze. That. Right, it's exactly. more real than a lopsided 35 point and, game. And what a good coach would do is he would pull Memphis clips in this case and be like, "Here's why this happened. Here's what they did to you, Draymond, in the low post. Yeah, you, know, you got caught in this action. Right, you got, right, right. And he's like, yeah, yeah. "If we see that early on, here's what we're gonna do. And you, you deploy plays, and you just the game plan doesn't change, and it won't for the Warriors. They're gonna uh-huh. come out and make yeah. their shots. And Memphis regression of the mean probably won't make as many shots as they did. Sit them down and just say, boys. 
They whooped that trick. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, Dr. James Ross, he is an orthopedic surgeon at uh, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. My friend, someone I have known for quite some time, does great work with Florida Atlantic, and he joins us now here on Ken LeVick Alive. And Dr. Ross, I want to talk knees today. We've been talking about the Grizzlies. Uh, they were 55 at one point last night without John Morant. But Ja also probably done now for the postseason. So a bone bruise, a bone bruise. And I think on its face, bone bruise, and you think, ah, why why is he out for the entire postseason with a bone bruise? Could you sort of give us the reason why that's such a significant injury, even though it doesn't sound like it? Yeah, Ken, uh, thanks again for having me. So I I took a look at the video again and kind of looked at it a couple times in in the slow-mo that they that they showed to try to figure out exactly what was going on. And it was kind of a weird, a weird mechanism of injury. You see him when he plants down and he kind of goes into what we call a valgus moment where the knee buckles inward Mm -hmm. and the opposing player actually kind of bumped up against him and his foot was caught in the ground. But then shortly after that, the opposing player goes to reach for the ball and kind of clips and grabs a little bit of the front part of his knee or the kneecap. So I'm not sure which of the two mechanisms of injury caused the pain but or exactly what it is. I mean, he could have very well had a ligament injury that they're not disclosing sure. to you. So sure. whenever the knee shifts or a ligament tears or partially tears, inevitably your knee shifts and the two bones that are in the knee contact each other in a weird manner that's not normal and it causes an impact injury to the bone which is what people call a bone bruise which is swelling of the bone so i i don't know i think i think they might actually be kind of um not saying the true story on what's going on when it comes to to bone bruises i mean what would say say that this is just a freakish serious bone bruise but what is the typical timetable on how long you'd 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 have to sit out with something that is a painful injury but but what would be the the recovery time for something like that sure so we'll we'll sometimes see that where someone has a bone bruise without a ligament injury, and it can usually sometimes take one to two weeks to fully resolve. So and sometimes what happens is when the bone bruises, you end up getting some bleeding in the knee and you get swelling hmm. in the knee, and, and without having that calm down and go away, the knee is just not fully ready. You don't have your full range of motion. Um, you don't have your full strength of the muscles because having swelling in the knee can shut down the muscular strength. So if someone's not at 100% and they go back in, then they're just potentially opening up the door to having further injuries to the knee. Dr. James Ross, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, joining us here on Ken LeVick Alive, joins us weekly here as uh, we cover some of the serious injuries, the most impactful injuries. I-, I know that you would never advise this, the the expedited recovery. Now, you are, though, in the business of trying to make sure that FAU players and athletes can get back as quickly and as safely as they can after uh, an injury. In John Moran's case, if there is ligament damage, if they were to try to see if he'd be available for the NBA Finals, say in a best-case scenario, what would they attempt to do to expedite the healing process? Sure, absolutely. So 
if if I if what I think is going on, it looks like he maybe has a low grade MCL injury, okay. which is the inside ligament of the knee, and that's a ligament that heals very good on its on its own. Um, but it comes kind of in grades, like we talked about in the hamstrings. A mm-hmm. grade one injury of the MCL will usually take a week to to get better. A grade two, more like three to four weeks, and a grade three can be up to six weeks. But sometimes they can speed along the process with bracing, um, those plasma injections that we briefly talked about yesterday. There's been some recent evidence to suggest that some ligament injuries can actually heal faster with a PRP injection. So, um, you know, I think the MRI, whatever that shows, whatever ligament could be injured, or if it is just a bony bruise, is probably helping guide their treatment. So we'll see. Uh, Dr. Ross, one more. I can't imagine you were overly surprised that Kyle Lowry re-aggravated the hamstring after sitting out only two weeks. Not at all, man. This is something that just, uh, it's its a lingering thing, and this thing may not go away for him until the season's completely over. So, unfortunately, people that injure it are more susceptible to injuring it, not only in the short come, but this may be something that could linger around for the rest of his career. Dr. Ross, really appreciate it. Thank you. We'll do this again next week. Okay, well done. All right. Have a great day, you guys. Thanks, Ken. All right. That is Dr. James Ross. Again, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. If you have joint pains affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, the team is experienced in traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combining resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments and technology, providing advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Orthopedic Care Office is conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. So, Keely, like I said, yesterday, Stone and I, we were called homers. And I'm not <laughs> offended by it. I'm not offended by it. We are. We are heat homers. Mm-hmm. The heat mm-hmm. culture is, is, is flowing strong through this show, okay? Mm-hmm. But but my, my counter was, you think we're homers. Do you listen to 1155? Do you listen to 555? Do you know who Evan Cohen is? Right. Okay. And so I wanted to bring Evan on because if we're going to get called homers, then I need to bring on the guy who basically every second of his life is trying to follow the the mantra of heat culture. So joining us now is Evan Cohen, who you hear at 1155 and 555 every day here on ESPN 106.3. If I'm a heat homer, Evan, what does that make you? I love the role that I'm in. Hey, everybody's making fun of me. Let me bring in the guy you can make fun of more. <laughs> right? And it's not like, and by the way, I've been in that role with Keely too. Keely's like, you know, here's some things that are going on at TV. You deal with it. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> That's why they pay you the big bucks. <laughs> but, well, I mean, listen, uh, hold on a second. First of all, Keely, don't go to Stone on like, hey, back me up on the uh, the sports stuff. You know, g- g- get him out of there. <laughs> I, I, seriously, I, get listen, him out of there. I love Baby Stone. <laughs> I forgot what the question was, but it was like locker room related. Yeah, somebody who's fresh out of that thing. Yeah, like Keely's never been in a locker room. Stone, how we, dare you? Well, yes, but I no, but the point was about watching film. <laughs> oh yeah, it was that. Yeah, it was about watching film, and I, I played high school sports. At, 
51 years ago. Like <laughs> Different film that you're watching. I know. Right. And you're like, damn, damn I had a good sports cast. I'm going home. VHS. I'm going to watch that thing. <laughs> Edwin, look at me. Huh? Look at me. That's what's up. So, so in this case, like, first of all, yesterday, you guys are going off on Joel Embiid and you're making a whole Joel Embiid thing. I think you were a little unfair to Joel Embiid. I'm just throwing that out But what there. did like, I say I think- that was unfair about him? I think that people at TNT, he's Charles, not, but he's not creating the, the narrative. That's he's what I'm not saying. Doing it. It's he's being done wrong because Chris Haynes is saying he looks sad at shoot around, and Charles Barkley saying he's distracted because he didn't win MVP. Those didn't come out of Joel Embiid's mouths. I think there's a narrative there that TNT's trying to feed that's doing dis- disservice to what the Heat game plan has actually been and what it was for Game Five. Okay, so you want me to go Heat Homer? Here's a Heat Homer take I've been thinking about. Okay, so you want really to get people annoyed? Here we go. Do you realize this is going to be the, let's see, the third or fourth different f- type of the franchise, different um, evolution of this franchise uh-huh. since 06 that will end up in the Eastern Conference Finals, hopefully? You had Shaq mm-hmm. and Wade, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. in 05 and 06. Then you had the big three. And now you have Jimmy Butler and company, right? So this is really the third one, right? right? I mean, right. let's let's consider the bubble one as part of this. Three different versions of the Miami Heat franchise in basically 15 years making it to the Eastern Conference Finals and maybe even the NBA Finals. Think about that yeah. for a second. Because when you think about the great runs that teams have had, right, the Warriors have had this unbelievable run, and they're ridiculous despite last night. I know you guys have been talking about that. But they've that. had the same core. Same core, right? Um, the Cavs had their run, same core. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Spurs had their run, same core-ish. I mean, people, the, yeah. the faces around Duncan changed. But there's literally only been one guy that's been on all these teams, and you and Udonis Haslam's that guy. And if you're not in South Florida, you don't actually know that Udonis has been on all those teams because <laughs> people don't realize he's still in the league. <laughs> right. And that's not a right. shot at him. No. You guys know I love him. But, I mean, Keely and Ken, like, when you look at this, and yes, don't, whatever. And you look at this. <laughs> It's like it's ridiculous what this organization has so, done. This so, is the third different version of I, this in 15 years. I think that's awesome because I'm trying to think. Is that, just, a, good, is that a good Heat homer take? That is an outstanding yeah. homer take. I came prepared for you today. I, I'm just trying to think in NBA history, any other franchises that had three eras. The Lakers, the Celtics would have had okay, three you eras. Suck. You suck. What? I on purpose left out the Lakers and the Celtics because obviously they had but, those. But, no, 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 no. But my point is, <laughs> but it's such a short. But you're of talking time about the, the two franchises well, that's uh, Keely, that everybody Keely. props point. up as the all-time greats. Right. The Heat are about to launch themselves into a club that only two other teams exist in in NBA history. That's true. And think about those two teams. Yeah. Right. Those are like universally known, whether you like them or not. Who are the two best franchises historically yeah, in the sport? Lakers and Celtics. Lakers and Celtics, right? And the Heat have now done that. And really, I mean, if you want to go as far back, I mean, Morning and, and, and Hardaway, I mean, I, you know, that era too. It's, it's amazing the amount of eras that they have had that have been just phenomenal with this franchise. Now, I don't want to, like, count the win yet, but tonight to me is a massive game for the Miami Heat because here's how I look at this, and tell me if you guys agree with this. Right now, we're in, we hope they win a championship mode, Yeah. right? I don't know. Keely, Ken, are either of you going to say, I think they're going to win a championship this year? Are you ready to say that or no? Uh, I need to see how they match up first couple of games against either the Bucks or okay, Celtics. Okay, so you're not ready. The Keely, I'm not quite the there yet. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Keely, you're not there either, right? Because I got to see you, what happens with Milwaukee, too. Okay, yeah. yeah. So both fair comments. 
Right. Totally yeah. fair. If they go into Philadelphia tonight and they give it to the Sixers. Oh, I'm all in. <laughs> right? I'm aren't you, gonna, aren't oh, you yeah. both going to think a oh, little yeah. differently? Like, oh, crap. They just did that to that yeah, Tomorrow's going to be insufferable on the show if that happens tonight. <laughs> so as opposed don't to even today. Yeah. Well, as opposed to most days. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's but do you point. guys think, though, because so, I – I try to be objective because, you know, I'm a journalist and, and everything. Oh, stop it. <laughs> what is that word? I've never heard I'm, of that I'm before. a journalist. Uh. But do you think that they would ever be in the conversation with the Celtics and the Lakers? I think no, it's, no team can ever do that just because history won't let you do that. Well, and these days, now there's free agency. Well, there's also a refusal to respect the Heat for some reason and to give Spo his proper respect and to give Jimmy Butler his proper respect and I think it goes back to the big three I think people are still salty about that how that came together they think it ruined basketball and so they'll never be held in the same uh, the, the, the same conversation even though they probably should if they can get to and have this third era but that's just the reality did it well, ruin you- basketball but I can see people being no but I can see people being salty about it like and even if you're, you're not a basketball, the player. era that we're in, the player empowerment, big three yeah. era, you think people blame? See, I don't think Keely people blame the Heat as much as they blame LeBron, and I think it's going to be really interesting. But I think it's stuck I've, to the Heat though. Y- yeah, because yeah, that's the I team he went to. For sure, but it was it was done in Boston before he got there, right? I mean, it was. But done it's with Boston, so it's okay Garnett. because they're yeah, historic but, and they're. So here's the question I have: because it's all about player empowerment, and it's all about people that are angry about player empowerment mm-hmm. now. The question that I have is, what happens if and when LeBron James is a majority governor of an NBA team? Is he still going to be about player empowerment? Because player empowerment would mean mm-hmm. I'm going to go out there and get Xavier Ferguson, and mm-hmm. I want him to be my star. And then if he wants to go and play for a different team, I taught him how to do that in essence. But am I going to yeah. be okay with that if I'm the one paying the bills, right? Yeah. By the way, I saw Xavier playing uh, playing golf. He's got good size, Evan. <laughs> Got good size. <laughs> Wait, so we play, we're playing out a hypothetical Achilles' son as if it's a reality. Yeah. So let's talk about this, Ken. Uh-huh. What team? What team is Xavier? What's what's best fit for him? Would you say? Well, at he, this point, he looks, and what kind of contract would he sign? Well, uh, what what do we think size wise? Uh, Xavier's going to uh, eventually because uh, it's all about the upside right, right. now, right? Uh, he's got to realize his He'd be physical. A guard. Uh, he'll be a guard. If all right, he's so. the same height as his dad, he'd be a guard. All right. Well, uh, I mean, the Bulls. Combo may, guard? Like, yeah. you can play one yeah. and two? What are yeah. we looking at? Yeah, with what him? are we looking at here? <laughs> Let's see. Well, you know, Xavier is very cerebral, so he'd be a one. Okay, he's a point guard? Yeah. All right. Oh. Now now we got Keeley playing it out. Now yeah. she's actually thinking, like, <laughs> I could see him maybe with, like, a Donovan Mitchell. Because <laughs> Mitchell's going to oh score. <laughs> I had to text uh, my husband. I'm like, you I, need to listen to this. I love it. I <laughs> love that. Um, I, I also too, and, and I real Wait, quick. by the way, let me just ask, answer yeah. if you know if I have a second. Yeah, yeah, Achilles' yeah. original question about could it, really it's not even the Heat. It's could another team be in the same sentence as the Lakers and the Celtics, right? Because like even the Spurs aren't considered there, Keely, and they they've right. been as good or better. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be championships have to be close, and we have to be fifty to sixty years removed from when they won a lot. Yeah. Right. We're not far enough. Uh, yeah. At least the, the, the three of us. Stone is much younger. But the three of us, like when we were growing up, we were not far removed from the Lakers Celtics in the 80s, like dominating. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. So like we're still relatively close. Plus, we're living in an era now where if you put on HBO Max, you're watching Winning Time. It's all about the Lakers and their, their championship, their, the beginning of their championship run. And then Apple Plus has the whole magic documentary. So like yeah. we're kind of reliving it right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the closest you get to that anyway is is the 90s Bulls. 
That's, yes. the, that's the closest you get to that because the, the essentially back-to-back three P. Which other the, the other two franchises, uh, Celtics, Lakers, the Bulls are the the closest to being in that wistful category right. of but yesteryear. But I don't think the Bulls are looked at as decades of dominance. I think they're looked at as, as a, a dynasty. decade of dominance. Right. Yeah, a dominance. decade of dynasty dominance. Right, just one. Decade it, dynasty. Okay. Keely well, just brought that up because she wants me to mention that I've heard, according to sources close to me, that you know her family and Michael's family just hang out. But anyway, go <laughs> uh-huh. on. Yeah. Weird, weird. I've, I've heard the same thing. I don't oh, know. my goodness, you guys. This is how rumors get started. <laughs> Are we wrong about what we Ken and I just said? Is this that is, not true? That is not true. It's not 100% false. <laughs> Right. Uh, maybe, not, maybe not 100% true, but definitely 100% not fault. Right, right. <laughs> I don't hear you telling people the story about, hey, I hung out with Stone today for two yeah, hours. Yeah. I, I mean, the Michael story gets around. I'm just saying. I do. <laughs> A little more panache to that story, if you will. I am going to move on uh, from that. Um, real quick, Evan, two things, two things. Uh, I, you said you thought that we were being unfair to Joel Embiid. So here's where maybe just looking back, I was a little critical of him. The dude, I get it, he's hurt, and I respect that. But the guy is also hurt a lot, okay? And either he can play or he can't, and he's on the floor. So that means he's open to criticism, okay? So... Mm-hmm. um the 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 fact that that he's hurt a lot not my fault and that's just how he is so we need to take that into account when we Was judge somebody him blaming as an you effective for his player again? no but, <laughs> but point that out but if i'm being unfair to joel Embiid, it's because i'm trying to hold him to the standard of an mvp who has played through pain before who is out on the floor who's trying to give it a go and i'm tired of the excuses for him what the heat did defensively was brilliant against joel Embiid in game five and i feel they shut him down significantly more making adjustments than what joel Embiid's effectiveness was or was not because his face hurt like that's that's the point I'm making okay so here's what I will say to you on this I think that whole thing needs to start with this comment by you and I don't think you've done this right and I and this is my critique um I think it needs to start off with holy crap Joel Embiid is insanely tough sure he has every injury in the book and that's unfortunate now, give the Miami Heat credit for capitalizing on it. Okay. And I think that is a, to me, I, I mean, I don't know what, what you guys think, but that to me is a more fair statement because I, I took your critique of Embiid, and people can go back on the podcast and listen. Uh, good, where, where the hell can you find the podcast these days? I don't even know. Uh, Ken Levick, a live podcast, wherever you get your podcast, it's free just for the people. Uh, okay. So, my, like, I think you went too much. I think you muddied the waters with the whole TNT thing, which, by the way, I agree with you. Because Joel Embiid never said anything about no, the NBA. he hasn't said a single thing he about He hasn't that. said anything. No. So Publicly. I just... I, okay, right, Keely. That, that is fair. Do, can you assume he's pissed off about it? Yes. Do we know that? No. I just think that dude deserves credit. I also think there's one other simple thing that, that has probably been forgotten. Dwayne Dedman was healthy for one game, and he wasn't healthy for another. And who's messing with that guy? Yeah. Oh my God. But, but right. It, uh, the, the the fact that the Heat championship winning point guard who has one more title than James Harden, who everybody's constantly asking, can he do it again? Can he be James Harden? He's fantastic. Can he be fantastic again? Reclaim old glory. Uh, J- Kyle Lowry has played maybe a game and a half Untold in story. this series. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Now it, 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 ridiculous. Now here's the one question though I have back at you on that one. Would you guys like after watching Kyle play through injury? Aren't we kind of happy as Heat fans that like Gabe Vincent starting? Sure, but well done, Pat Riley. You constructed a true depth-filled mm-hmm. team, unlike the Sixers that are 
Maybe a two and a half, three man. We're all agreeing with you. I know, but I'm fighting with the national, like the the national focus of if it's not Embiid, we're breathlessly talking about James Harden. There's no talk about Spo. No talk about Jimmy Butler, who Evan I test and numerically, tangibly, is the best player in this postseason. Like, come on already. And I I think Ken didn't start that question yesterday with what you brought up, Evan, with, you know, Embiid is super tough because we gave him his flowers last week, right? When when Jokic got named MVP and we talked about Embiid being snubbed, we spent two or three days talking about this guy was the best player in the league all season Okay, but long. Stone, and I understand that, and and I'll be serious with you for a second. Obviously, I screw around with you. You, <laughs> you legitimately played high-level high, high school football and college football, right? Yep. Keeley's right. Like, you are most recently in the locker room. Think about this man who's playing with an orbitable or what? Orbital, 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 orbital fracture. Orbital, yeah. An orbital, <laughs> an orbital a fracture. A bone in his face. Yeah. A bone in his face, right? Thank you. <laughs> no he, he's, actually, he's playing with a broken bone in his face. Right. We all have bones in our face. <laughs> yes. A broken true. bone in his true. face, a knee, a thumb injury. He hurt his back during the course of the game. And oh, by the way, he had a concussion. Yeah. Like, I want to be the homer, and I am a homer, and I'm rooting for the Heat, and I'm going to go crazy tonight, and I'm, I'm, like, antsy thinking about getting us to 7 o'clock already. Thank God it's early. But I also have to acknowledge... I have been really impressed with Embiid playing through this stuff. I mean, it's ridiculous. As a player, if I, if my captain, just him being on the court alone is motivating for me. And that's why guys are hitting shots when he's on the court and they weren't when he wasn't. But I think this narrative that you're saying, TN, you think TNT is pushing about Embiid, I think a lot of times those things come from somewhere. As evidenced by, if you read um, the post-game slash pre-game for tonight, comments that Joel Embiid made about if he plays or doesn't play. Yeah. He said, if I do play, if I don't play, then I'm labeled soft. If I do play, but I'm hurt, then they're going to say I had a bad game. Or if I had a bad game, they're going to talk about me having a bad game. The fact that that's even not just in your head, because sometimes you can't control what's in your head, but that it came out of your mouth and you told people, to me, says that you say stuff like that. Yeah. You have said that to somebody. And so that leads to, well, how are you going to be? In game six, are you gonna are you gonna be mentally tough like you like you need to be and silence that because you are banged up? But it listen, it's the playoffs. It is what it is. I just I'm tired of and this is the main idea and this is why yesterday happened and why we're talking about this with Evan right now. I'm tired of the excuses that are precluding the Heat from getting the proper credit they deserve. It's infuriating. Well, I, to me. I had somebody say to me uh, yesterday, okay, and this infuriated me. Wow, what a heat win last night off of the blowout, right? And I'm like, yeah, that was they were awesome. And he's like, it's the first impressive win of the of the postseason. Like, Excuse they woke me, me up a little bit. I said, you know, they have like seven wins total already in the postseason. They're not going to get their respect because if you think about the Eastern Conference this year, despite the fact that they were the number one seed, most people focus on the champs in Milwaukee who were amazing last night, Boston's run recently, and the drama in Philadelphia, and then of course everything that's gone on with the Nets with Kyrie and KD. So, but. This is, like, Ken, you are complaining about something. And I'm not saying you're wrong to complain, but that the Heat kind of love Oh, yeah, no, I know. I know. Right? That's why they've had three iterations of, of Eastern Conference Finals teams in the last 15-plus years because th- this is their makeup. And you are right. Jimmy Butler arguably has been the best player in the postseason. He has been phenomenal. And if you think back, I have a theory on this, too. If you think back to the fight with Spo, mm-hmm. I think really what it's about was Jimmy was basically saying, I'll be ready come playoff time. And Spo was saying, no, I need you ready now to get us to playoff time. And the reality is, Jimmy was right. Yeah. 
if, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't want to just go based on his IG stories, but like <laughs> he brought in he brought in Chris Brickley, right? An individualized personal coach who everybody in the NBA works with. I think he bought him out basically of his entire yeah. business because <laughs> he's only with Jimmy now, Complete right? Rental, yeah. He's getting all the acupuncture. He's uh-huh. at the spa. I mean, he's doing everything. He's just locked in. I mean, totally in that regard. And he's tweeting out and posting the eight more, seven more, whatever it is in terms of the amount of wins. Like, he's he's backing it up. My God, is he backing it up. Uh, Evan, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, go Heat. Let's go. You want to tonight? Here we go. Stone. Okay. Stone. Here well, we you go. know what to mm. do. Mm. Give me a sec. Give me the pe- peppers or whatever get, it's get called. Pep- Let's pep- go. Pep- Pep- you want this? You Let's want go. this? Because yes. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm stretching. Come on, Evan. Come on, Evan. <laughs> if you're having problems. girl problems, I feel bad for you, Keely. Let's go. Here <laughs> oh, we go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Come on. You know I'm going to spit anytime I can. Here we go. Yeah. Let's go. Tonight is a legacy night. Tonight you go on the road. You go in Philadelphia. I don't care about Embiid's injuries anymore. James Harden and that beard, he barely looks like me. That's what he looks like out there. He's Is he fat? Is he not fat? He's me. That's what people say about me. I've had enough. And tonight, tonight, Jimmy Butler's going to go out there and he's going to dominate. Master tonight, class. Tonight, we may name this after a Jack Harlow song, and I'm not talking about first class. Uh-uh. I'm talking about Tyler Hero. Yeah. Tonight is going to be his night. I've been waiting for it. And Big Bad Dwayne Dedman, sorry, Embiid, he knows where you're hurt. He's coming after you. I see you, Udonis, bobbing that head with the blood coming down. It's going to happen. Kyle with his 7L puffy hat he's got on. Gabe Vincent always winning in his starts. Duncan Robinson may get dusted off. Oh, I see. Oh, you see Caleb Martin flying through the What's air? Up, I see it. I see it. Oh, I got you with that mid-range jumper, Bam. And don't even dare mess with PJ. Because tonight, the hardest working, most conditioned, nastiest, meanest franchise goes to the Eastern Conference Finals again. Let's go. Believe that. That's Evan Cohen, Keely Ferguson, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Pepper!